And we are live on another Wednesday night, November 17th. A little The Kane K Sports Show. Kurt Valenti, Mr. Siciliano, and Mr. Kirkpatrick. How are you, Mr. Siciliano? Very good. Just tagging my people. Tagging your people. What's going on? In a minute. Yep. And Not Mr. much. Getting ready for the show. Mr. Kirkpatrick, how about you? Oh, good. I almost forgot the most important thing, my eyeglasses. I left them on the bookcase behind me, so I'm ready to roll, ready to roll. Remember? All right, real quick, let me get a couple comments. David Slade, Rocky Mountain Sports Report. Good evening, K&K crew. Hope you're doing well. Henry Zimanoff, can I get Fs in the chat, please, for Trevor Story's five years? They're with the Rockies. That officially ended today. Ugh. Mr. Um, our good friend, you say his last name. I say Ricky L., Ricky Winkowitz. There you go. What's up, boy? Pipecom Radio. Small crew tonight. We got a small crew right now, but we'll start. We're gonna start bringing some people in. We'll start bringing. Yeah, we got them some in. special guests. You know, we're gonna bring them in throughout the night. Uh, you know, we got some things going. Uh, All right, let's let's get to this. Let's go opening statement, Mr. Kirkpatrick. Start us off. Yeah, let's. Uh, you know, for those of us who uh, are from New Jersey, uh, we have. Uh, you know, I want to just have a little quick moment of silence. A good, good person and coach, legendary high school coach, Drew Gibbs, uh, tragically, suddenly passed away unexpectedly uh, Monday night, Monday, Monday afternoon, right, Kurt? Was it uh, Monday afternoon? Yesterday morning, Tuesday morning. Yesterday morning. Uh, so I just want to, you know, condolences to the Ramapo family, the Gibbs family, and, uh, on behalf of K and K Sports Show, we just want to have a moment of silence for the for the Gibbs family and and Coach Gibbs. Thank you, everybody. And uh, just quick note on on uh, the Ramapo football team is going for a state title. They will be playing Northern Highlands, I believe. Yes, eight, next eight. week. The game got moved to next week, so it's a nice good, gesture. Good, good good for the state of New Jersey for pushing that game back. Uh, hats off to them. Uh, I do want to bring our first guest in, Kurt. I'm going to let you introduce him. Okay. Uh, I'm going to bring him in right now. Uh, there he is, connecting to his audio. Kurt, I'll let you introduce our guest. All right, our guest tonight is I am so pumped and happy to have him. He is James Merrillat from 104.3 The Fan in Denver. Thank you, James, for joining us tonight. No problem, Tulls. Thanks for having me. And you know what? I'm so happy because we're actually from Jersey, James, and I'm a diehard Bronco fan, been since Elway in 83. So uh, I've seen a lot of good and I've seen a lot of bad, and this is bad right now. And my friend over here, Mr. Kirkpatrick, has been against me with the Teddy Bridgewater, but I listen to you every day. When I listen to you, I'm like, this man's on the money. Fangio's got to go. Bridgewater's got to go. And uh, so Kenny's going to be coming at us. A couple of our other friends in uh, Rocky Mountain Sports Report or Bridgewater guys, but I'm not. So uh, the floor is yours, and I'll just start by saying nice and easy. Why am I right when I say on this show, James, that Fangio and Bridgewater should have went two weeks ago, last week, tomorrow, or next week. Why am I right? Well, if you start with Vic Fangio, he, he never should have been back this year. We saw in his first two seasons that uh, from season one to season two, the problems that plagued him in his first year as a head coach, they didn't go away. They didn't get corrected. He still has issues with managing people, taking accountability, managing in-game situations, timeouts, challenges, whatever the case may be. 
Um, that's part of it. The other part of it is he's supposed to be a defensive guru. They go into the season with the most expensive defense in football for the second straight year. And it's a defense that doesn't do anything that comes anywhere close to dominating football games, right? Like if you build your team on, Hey, we're going to have a great defense and we want to have a game manager at quarterback that just doesn't make mistakes. Well, the, the defense has to be great. They have to dominate. They have to give them a short field. They have to score some points on their own. Those kind of things. The kind of things we saw in 2015 with the Broncos when they did have a great defense. They haven't come anywhere near that. And they haven't come anywhere near that in, in two and a half years. And people will make excuses about injuries and these kind of things. Look, the Vic Fangio defense wasn't good when they had Bradley Chubb and Von Miller both on the field together. They aren't good when they're, when they're banged up. They aren't good when they're healthy. They're never good. So that's the first part of it. Vic Fangio has shown no ability to handle that job and, and to be a successful head coach. So I think that one's a no-brainer. I think Teddy Bridgewater it, it is, a, is a little bit more of a, a, a question mark. I'm not a Teddy guy because I don't believe you're going to be able to win year after year after year and be a perennial contender with a journeyman quarterback. And we've seen that in Denver for six years, right? Pick whatever guy you want. Trevor Simeon, yeah. Joe Flacco, Case Keenum. Uh, Teddy Bridgewater, game manager, that as long as everything is sticks to script and it's second and four, you, he's fine. But anytime you have a negative play or you get behind the sticks and down in distance, he just can't make anything happen. Uh, and it's to me, it's the HOV lane to nowhere. The, the goal isn't to go eight, nine, nine, and eight, play you know meaningful games in November and December. The goal is to be on a trajectory that you can see getting to a championship-level team. You're never going to get there with Teddy Bridgewater. I, I totally agree. And I heard there's a you, reason he's on 15. I, I, I totally agree with you. And I heard you just with, um, with D Mac and Tyler on before we went on. And, um, do you really think there's a chance that I know you said eight and nine, nine and eight. Do you really think that Fangio could be back next year? I do. I, I do. <sighs> I, I think it, when you listen to George Payton in the press conference after they trade Von Miller and he talks about four and four and everything's in front of us. And man, that team, they, they won down in Dallas and everybody in that organization is taking the victory lap. Like, see, we told you we're good. I mean, they have a, a lofty sense of self over there. And I think if they get to eight, nine, nine and eight, two reasons he'd stay. One, I think they will talk themselves into, Hey, we improved by three and a half games, four and a half games. I mean, we're, head in the right direction. Let's see where this goes. The other part of it is everybody said they didn't get rid of him last year because, well, they didn't have an owner in place. They got to get that rectified. They're not going to have a new owner until summertime at the earliest. So they're certainly not going to have one the day after the season ends on January 10th when they have to decide if they're firing Vic Fangio and then start interviewing guys and who they're going to bring in. So I think it, unless it just falls apart after the buy, which I do think it's going gonna, it's gonna to happen, Unless it's just an absolute disaster and they finish 6-11, and 7-10, and 10, I think there's a really good chance he, he'll be back. Kenny, uh, you can hey, take ahead for James. James uh, Kenny uh, Kirkpatrick, thanks for joining our show. I'm a, I'm, I lived in New Jersey. I'm here in Maryland now. I'm not a Broncos fan. I'm a Giants fan. I was a local fan, uh, long-suffering Giants fan. But uh, what I'm noticing from Bronco fans, and I don't know if it's like that in Colorado, but I'm I see it from our friends, uh, our friends Dave, Matt, Dave Slade, Matt Staffiero. They have a great podcast called uh, Rocky Mountain Sports Report. And I told them I would, uh, you know, they wanted to open an invite for you to go on their show sometime. They're, they're local. They do a great job. But uh, 
what I noticed a lot on their their shows is fans and Kurt, you as well. Uh, last week, uh, I should say two weeks ago, when you beat Dallas, you all had Dallas, uh, you all had Denver winning the division, and Teddy Bridgewater was great, and Fangio was great. Now you have a letdown against Philly, and you're all are turning. I don't want to say all because that's the wrong word to use, but fans are turning on him again. It's like a seesaw, and you're going one way, you're going the other way, and I'm seeing a lot of that. Uh, I'm not seeing a lot of blame on the defense, uh, James. I don't know if it's like that out in, in Denver area, but I'm, I'm seeing not a lot of blame on the defense, and I'm seeing most of the blame on Teddy Bridgewater. Uh, and, and, of course, by not tackling uh, Slay last week, that, that opened up a can of worms. And like I explained to, to people, his injury history, I think maybe, you know, a lot of, a lot of coaches might say, Stay away from somebody if they're running at you full speed. We don't want you to get hurt. But I uh, just wanted to your thoughts. Like, um, um, why is Teddy Bridgewater getting blamed and not as much the defense? Well, I mean, the quarterback always gets the blame, but I'm with you. The defense should get the lion's share of the blame. Like, that's the group that is supposed to help this team win. I mean, if you look at what their recipe was heading into the year, for the most part, Teddy Bridgewater's kind of done what they wanted him to do, right? He hasn't turned the ball over a ton. You know, they, they went into the year with this this notion, and it's an ill-conceived notion, but they went into the season with this notion that any drive that ends in a kick, even if it's a punt, is a good one because we're just going to rely on our defense. This defense has done nothing. I mean, they've been so disappointing. that They make very few plays. They force very few turnovers. That's been the, the, the uh, recurring thing during the Vic Fangio era. They essentially average one forced turnover per game in, in the two and a half years he's been here. That's just not getting it done. They never give the offense a short field. Uh, they never really help them out. So that's been a, a, a big problem. I think the defense has been the biggest disappointment. I just think, you know, for fans, it's easy to point at the quarterback. It's easy to see what Patrick Mahomes is doing and Justin Herbert is doing and, you know, Derek Carr and other guys in the division and say, well, our guy's not doing that. But you got to go back and remember at the beginning of the season, that wasn't the formula. That wasn't the plan. It wasn't yeah. for Teddy Bridgewater to run all over the place. So, that's why I say I think he's a little bit more of a question mark because for what he was brought in here to do, he's done it. Now, I didn't like that move because I didn't think that was a good formula. I didn't think it would work. It's just this, it's the same one we've seen for five years, just a different quarterback, and we're getting the exact same result, which shouldn't surprise anybody. But if you made me rattle off, hey, who's to blame, uh, I would put the defense well ahead of Teddy Bridgewater. I, I, don't, I don't think it's his fault that they're 5-5. Five and five. Um, and you know, five and five, talk about a team that's five and five and right there you know, mathematically and standings wise in the playoffs chase. And it just doesn't feel like it. I mean, everybody here, it's already, Hey, who are coaching candidates for next year? <laughs> they have turned the page to 2022. Uh, my last thing, and insist you can get uh, James again. Thank you for coming on. I know he's got to run, but we really appreciate you coming on. My last thing is, do you really think they gave drew lock a legit chance when I mean a legit chance, like behind them and, you know, game planning and really, really looked it out and said, is this guy the quarterback of the future or not? No, I don't. I mean, they went four and one during his rookie year when he started the last five games with Rich Gangarello as the offensive coordinator. And they decided to move on from Rich Gangarello and bring in Pat Shermer. Find me the young quarterback that Pat Shermer's developed, right? Like mm -hmm. you, you can't, it just, it doesn't, it, it, that list is short because it's a list of zero. So that didn't help. Everybody on that team and in that franchise and in that organization, 
got a mulligan for 2020 of COVID. Ah, we had, you know, we didn't have regular training camp, didn't have preseason. Everything was on Zoom meetings, except for the young quarterback who in his second year was trying to learn a new offense through all of that, but he didn't get a free pass. Then they have this 50-50 quarterback battle sham, which if you watch the, each of their two starts. Right, uh, the Minnesota preseason game. Right, that was every bit as good as Teddy, what Teddy did up in Seattle, which was also really good. Yep. And I was at every training camp practice, and, and Teddy Bridgewater was no better than Drew Locke. It was a sham. It was going to be Teddy Bridgewater from day one, which is fine. If you want to go that way, then just come out and say it and let Teddy Bridgewater take 100% of the first team reps in training camp and in the preseason and be ready to go for the season. So either way, whether it was a, a sham, then, then they screwed it up, or if it really was a competition, then they picked the wrong guy because Drew Locke should have won it. But no, they, they never gave him an opportunity. But you know what? It's what they do. They continually try to force a square peg into a round hole and, and, and don't take a young quarterback's skills, give him, give him plays and a, and a game plan that, that builds to those and works off of those, and then add to it as you go. Kind of like you, you saw with Josh Allen in Buffalo, that's the blueprint. They don't do that here. It's, hey, this is our offense. This is our system. Right. you got to learn it. Square peg, round hole, and it just drives me nuts. Our good friend Matt Staffiero <laughs> saying, I'm on the corral train with you, James. We heard you talking about that. So yep. Um, yep. that would be so, nice. He, he could be Kyler Murray, Murray 2.0. He really could be. Now, it's lofty. I get it. But when you watch him play, man, he has a lot of those same skills in terms of his ability to just buy time, run around, make throws from odd angles. Uh, and, boy, he would be a fun player to watch on a – a weekly basis, which that would be a nice change. Sis, and anything I, for James, sis? Yeah, if you don't mind. Sure. Uh, James, James, nice uh, to meet you on the show. My name is Eddie Siciliano. I just think Denver's in uh, so much turmoil, okay, that you, you need a total clearing of the house. <clears throat> I don't agree with Aaron Rodgers coming here next year or Russell Wilson you people need to develop a quarterback for the future, not for two or three years to win a Super Bowl. And then you're back in the same boat, right or wrong. I mean, you guys, it's been a, a, a merg around of quarterbacks there. And do you do you really feel that they need to clean house and, and get a kid, you know, and, and develop them and, and have them? Or or do you go back to these to the other kid that hasn't gotten a fair shot, like Kurt was just saying? Yeah. Well, I, I, I think I think you have to go with uh, draft a kid, develop them, but you have to commit to it, right? Like that's what Buffalo did. That's what Arizona did. They said, "This is the the guy we've got. He's got unique skills. Let's build our offense around that." Uh, that's what you have to do. You have to commit. The Broncos just they they're one foot in, one foot out. You know, you look at it. You got a head coach on the hot seat, but a GM in first year of a, of a six year deal. Like not the same priorities. You had this veteran defense. With guys on the last year of their deal, Bond, Green Jackson, the list goes on and on. And then you got this young offense of a bunch of guys on their first contract. That didn't go together. You you have to get everything kind of on on the same page. And to me, it would be look at that offense, look at the skills, skill position guys they have with Judy and Fant and Javante Williams and Cortland Sutton and some good young offensive linemen and build build that offense with a young quarterback. A yep. dynamic play caller yep. and commit to that. That would be the route right. I would go. Look, right. if, if you get Aaron Rodgers, fine. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna be upset about that. No, I, I understand Peyton, that. I understand. Peyton Manning was a once in a generation gift. That doesn't right. happen. Those guys don't hit the open market. They just right. don't. Right. 
James, one, one more for me, Thank James. You. Does the next coach, would you want him to be an offensive-minded coach? Probably, but you know what? It, I, I wouldn't. I wouldn't rule out a defensive-minded coach if you bring in, like, take it Dan Quinn for example, right? I think you need somebody who who can come in and just reestablish the culture. And if that guy can bring in the right offensive coordinator, like he did down in Atlanta when he brought in Kyle Shanahan, mm -hmm. then okay, I, I, I could be fine with that. Um, I, I don't know that you want a retread that's been you know round and round and round and round too much. But somebody like that, I would be, uh, I would be fine with. But yeah, I'd be more excited with a Sean McVay type, a Cliff Kingsbury, a Zach Taylor, uh, Matt Lafleur. I mean, that would be the kind of uh, a choice that would certainly get me more excited than a defensive-minded coach. Just because, like I've said a couple of times, we've seen this formula, right? Mm -hmm. We've seen it doesn't with three work. different head coaches, five offensive coordinators, ten quarterbacks. It doesn't work. The formula doesn't work. All right, guys, Kenny, sis, anything else for James? Yeah, you did it. James, you I could keep it. you for three hours, but I know you got to <laughs> run. So I definitely want to thank you for being on our show tonight. It was truly a pleasure. Our friends over at Rocky Mountain Sports Report down your way, 4th and 99, our good friends Matt and Dave, they said you're invited anytime. They want to invite you on their show as well. Yeah, I'd love, <laughs> over to, uh, I'd love to join them. I'll come back home with you guys anytime. I just uh, – my uh, my seventh grader's got a basketball game tonight, so that's why I got yeah, go Yeah, go enjoy. You did a great job. You know your stuff, man. Uh, good, good luck. Yeah. And uh, you got a new fan over here as a Giant fan. I'll be chiming in to 104.3, the fan over here in Maryland. So I'll be listening. All right. And I'll, uh, Thank you, James. For sure. Thank you so All much. I right, appreciate it, fellas. Thank you, guys you James. Have a good night. All right. Have a good show. Thank yeah. you. James Marillat from 104.3 The Fan. Uh, Amari Smith is checking in with us. What's going on, Amari? Amari, what's up? But, Again, uh, thanks, yeah, James. Thanks for James. That was that was a nice uh, surprise there, Kurt. You know, oh. hearing from uh, you know talk show host, sports talk show host, on his perspective of what the Broncos uh, should do. And uh, I was talking to Dave over at Rocky Mountain Sports before we came on the air tonight. And I'm kind of agreeing with him too, Kurt. Just like James said, I think, I think the route to go, Kurt, quarterback-wise, is draft, because it looks like you're going to be in that. And we'll go Bronco Mania a few more minutes, Kurt, before we okay. go on with the show. We'll go another five minutes with Bronco Mania. Uh, in my opinion, Kurt, I think, and it was Dave's opinion too. I think I know you said all in on Aaron Rodgers, Russell Wilson, but I, I'm leaning more towards the develop a young quarterback because you're going to be you're not going to have that top five pick you're going to be in that 15 to 20 range and you might get a quarterback that yeah you know what he wasn't a number one pick but now you know he had a he had a bad senior year in college but he might become a star in the nfl a matt corral all right uh, i, I hold Howell that thought type, though kenny but Sam i want to ask type. i want to ask sis because sis brought it up to to James, and it was a good question, right? Well, I, agree. I was just going to say one last thing. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. I, I agree. I agree what you're saying because you're kind of saying what Sis said about Sis said, get the young quarterback and build, right? But let me ask you this, Sis, okay? You know, we all have high, had high hopes for the Broncos this year, okay? And you know what? I, I'm going to look on the offensive side. That team is made. You know, you got your running back in Javante Williams. You got your receivers in Judy, Patrick, Sutton, and Hamler. You got Fant, Albert O. You're missing the quarterback, right? So I understand what you're like, sis. If you said to me, draft a rookie, or you could have Case Keenum again, you could have, you know, 
Kirk Cousins. You then yeah, go get Matt Corral. I'm well, sorry, think, sis, but but Jim hit it on. Yeah, Jim hit it on the head. Bring somebody. You know, you didn't give the other young kid a chance to develop. You, you threw him in. Then you threw him in the last four games last year. The kid was four and one. There was no competition. The guy said it himself. They were neck and neck. They, right, but they, let me but let me ask you well, this though, right? So you well, keep saying you keep well, saying though about the young quarterback, right? I'm so, talking about Drew Locke. Right, right, but Drew Locke, but you but you also said to get started over, go draft the quarterback. You and Kenny are saying that. So, but here's this is my argument against that, which I agree to a point. But you want to go get a quarterback and say, hey, I'm gonna put this talent, this quarterback talent, with all the offensive talent we collected, and hopefully we're ready to go. But if you got Aaron Rodgers, you're ready to go tomorrow. You no, got I, but I get that. But my, that's my that's why I asked him and even yourself. Do you want Aaron Rodgers just to win a Super Bowl and then you're going to be back to square one for the next ten years? I know that's this with question. Aaron Rodgers, sis. I'm probably the favorites to get to the Super Bowl. No, what I'm saying is, let's you get to the Super Bowl and win it. My question is, what? what Aaron Rodgers is not going to play for another five years. It doesn't matter. Let me ask you something. Are Tampa Bay Buccaneers worried about that? Okay, then you just answered my question. All you're concerned about is getting Aaron Rodgers to win the Super Bowl. I want to to be a Super Bowl contender right now. And then you know what? Here's what you do. While you have him for three years, get your plan ready for that three years. Be ready to go when he does go. That doesn't mean I draft the first-round quarterback. Can I chime in? Absolutely. If you're the GM, Patton, if you're LO, you got to have a plan A, plan B. There's a team out there right now, sis, going for it all, and that's the L.A. Rams. And since they've traded for Von Miller and Odell Beckham, they've lost two straight primetime games. Let's see what happens in three or four weeks. But if that's a complete failure, I think you got to look at it like Denver and say, "Yeah, it didn't work in L.A. We can't do this." You yeah, know? I, I totally, I totally disagree with that because what happens in one place, in my opinion, doesn't necessarily mean it's going to happen in another. O.J. Odell Beckham, rather, was a cancer when he was with the Giants. He was with cancer when he went to the. He's a cancer. He's not a team player. Okay, he made the one big catch against Dallas that everybody – I never liked him because he's not a team player. That's all I got to say. Couple comments, Kenny Douglas saying, because Rodgers has so many Super Bowl rings, he's a joke. Henry Zimanoff, if Denver loses to the Chargers and the Chiefs, they should fire Fangio. Ricky saying, you need a vet. Rookies cannot jump straight in. With the exception of Mac Jones, all the examples are there. See, um – Amari yeah, but see, saying, that's, that's easy to say now because you're you're nine games into the season. Nobody knew Mac Jones was going to be this good. Let's be realistic. It's you a gamble. It's a gamble. I, I, I agree. But, so why, but my point is, if I am right. a quarterback away from right. competing, now, I'm not right. the Jets. I'm not the right. Jets, but right. I'm a quarterback away from, listen, you give, and I'll, I'll get, you give Russell Wilson or Aaron Rodgers fan. Hamler, Sutton, Judy, Patrick. Nobody's uh, disagreeing. Listen to me. That. that offense is the best in the NFL. You're but ready to call, go right who's, now. Who, okay, who's calling the offense? Well, Let's make believe. 
Let's make believe you got him. Do you want Schumer and no, Fangio no. next year calling it for no. him? No. Nope. Okay. You, you hand over the reins to Aaron Rodgers and you say, listen, Manning did it in Denver. He ran the offense. Brady's running the offense in Tampa. You run your offense here. <laughs> so, but so here's he, the problem. He doesn't need any coaches. He's just going to. No, there's a, listen to me. Pay, you think Adam Gase was the patent? You think Adam Gase was no. the offensive coordinator with Peyton no. Manning? No. Come on. Yeah, was here's mistake. the realistic problem I'm having. And I, it, I know Dave is doing his show now, so he can't. he's not going to be able to respond. Here's the problem I see. Aaron Rodgers is going to cost money. Yeah. Aaron Rodgers is going to cost draft picks. Aaron Rodgers is also going to cost superstar player or players on your both sides of the ball. You may have to give up a Jerry Judy. You may have to give up a Bradley Chubb. You may have to give up one of your guys in the secondary, a Simmons. You're going to have to give up one, at least one player. Kurt. Well, let me ask something. What's Bradley Chubb doing for us now? Huh? What's Bradley Chubb doing for us the past 20 games? Look, if they want Bradley Nothing. Chubb, they, I'll, I'll take Aaron Rodgers for Bradley Chubb any day. Though. Oh, exactly. But they might want some, but if they want, <laughs> why would they make the rich richer? Okay, you want Rodgers? You're going to have to give me Jerry Judy or Cortland Sutton. You're, they're going to want draft picks. Well, you know what? I'd give them Cortland Sutton, Sutton, but Beal and saying, oh, Kurt, LOL, good evening, fellas. But I'm just going to say this, and I said it last week, and, and I'll say it to Sis, this coach talk. I'm just so sick of watching third and eight, four-yard completion, Bridgewater. Stop it. I'm so sick of it. He just, James, pull it out. You don't win with backup journeyman quarterbacks. It does not work. It does not work. It, their backups, it just shows you. The Saints are 6-0 and with Teddy Bridgewater. They know they have to need a quarterback after Drew Brees. They should have locked them up and said, you're our future. No, they went to get Jameis Winston. Then the Panthers, the Panthers basically said, Sam Darnold's better than Teddy Bridgewater. He stinks. In Sister's word, he stinks. He's a backup. I've seen enough. Third and nine, throwing a six-yard pass, throwing a three-yard pass. It's yep. a joke. It's a yep. joke. He's a yep. backup quarterback how do you not throw Cortland Sutton I forgot who was doing the game the other day court it might have been um I forgot who I, whoever said how is Cortland Sutton should get four he's one of the best jump ball players in the NFL four times this should be four nine routes down the field go get the ball we don't throw it to him we don't we don't throw him the ball we don't throw him deep balls because he's running deep throw it he can't throw deep this guy is a backup and I'm sick of it I'm done with it I'd rather see rip uh ripping than this guy I want him off this team when it comes what is it the what do they call that day when they fire the coaches Black Monday or whatever they call it get rid of it Fangio gone and that that afternoon release release Bridgewater and never come back again done terrible move terrible move what gets me what gets me is last week Gets after the Cowboys game, you guys, you Kurt, where's one? We got we're gonna win the division, Bridgewater. No, fans. no, no. Listen, you never heard. Listen, I root for Bridgewater. I would root for you as the quarter. I'll root for anybody as the quarterback. I want to win as a fan. But sis, be my witness. I never wanted Teddy Bridgewater. Never no, I'm not wanted saying him. you wanted him, but the 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 
I'm, I'm watching a seesaw back and forth each week with Denver fans, not you, Denver fans in as a but whole. But not Bridgewater, not back and Bridgewater. Forth, back and forth, back and forth every week. You guys are only one game back in the division. Right, but but you and see it, right? For everybody's heads. I don't get it. Sis, we coach together, sis. Giants fans, we're done. Three weeks into the season, we knew our season but was you done. Know, but you but, know, but, but here's the thing. Here's the thing about this, okay? You know reality is reality, right? Like he just said, he is not the future of your team, you know? Our good friend Matt Staffiero, almost, I almost passed out. He said he wants to give two years, $39 million to, to listen to me. If they offered him two, I'm driving to Denver, Belin, and I'm stopping that transaction. We're not giving Teddy Bridgewater $20 million a year. No, no, no. Matt Staffiero wants that? Yes. Are you serious? I No, I don't want him getting a dollar, that, no, let I'm alone saying, $19 million. No. Matt Staffiero is for that. Yes, he wants to extend them wow, two I'm years, $38 million. I'm totally shocked. Wow. No way. That This guy is done in Denver. And after that fiasco, what he pulled last week, not tackling that, that's a joke. You're the I got no problem. By the way, who, who do you guys I play I got no this problem week? with him not tackling. You have no problem. I I sh- I'll show you problem. a video, Kenny. I'll show you a video of a 38-year-old Peyton Manning after he threw a pick or a fumble tackling the guy. Peyton Manning with a broken yeah, neck. Yeah, and I'll bring up two guys that got With a hurt. broken you know, neck, he's Bronco tackling. Bronco fans should be ashamed for saying this. Terrell Davis and Cortland Sutton. You remember when they tackled and they got hurt? What happened care. when they got when they tackled? You're the damn quarterback. Hurt. You're the quarterback. You all want you all have a problem with Teddy Bridgewater as a person. If it was if it was John Elway or Peyton Manning and they did that, you wouldn't have a problem with it. But he didn't but, do it. Unless it's Teddy Bridgewater and you want him gone. No, but that's they didn't why you guys do it. got a problem they with the lack do of it. effort. They didn't do it. I but agree with James Merrill. The, the guy He should never take another snap. He had his life threatening injury i don't like care injury two i don't years care ago. He got a concussion three weeks ago i don't care you guys are complaining because he didn't tackle him. grab defense. him you know what hold him grab the guy hold him do anything come on he quit he quit and you know what he I, quit I, and that's why the guys. fans quit on him he's done in denver he's done i'm ashamed of you guys he's done in denver the guy the guy three years ago was fighting to keep his leg fighting yeah. to keep his leg and then two weeks ago, he had a concussion, and you want him to go and, t- and lay his body out? Fragile as he is with a guy running full speed? Come on. Where's the rest of your team? Maybe they need to make the tackle. And like I said, what happened to Cortland Sutton and Terrell Davis? They got hurt when they tackled. Kenny Douglas is saying quarterbacks should never make a tackle. He's right. Rich if it was Tom Brady, if it was Tom Brady or Aaron Rodgers, would you want Aaron Rodgers risking it, Kirk? I tell you this, they, fifty million a year. You're giving him fifty million a year, Kirk. You're gonna you want Aaron Rodgers to throw his body out there? You know there what? You know what? Don't ask me. Ask Coach Siciliano. Ask Coach Siciliano that question. Go ahead. Go ahead, Kenny. Ask him. I'll ask you this question, sis, as a Teddy Bridgewater, not no, as a no, quarterback. No, 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 ask no, him, no, 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 no. Ask him. I'm gonna ask him the right way. Teddy Bridgewater did not make the tackle. Teddy Bridgewater's injury history says, are you telling Teddy Bridgewater he better lay his body out? I I, I watched the game. I, I, I told you about that play, matter of fact. And I'll tell you what. Grab him, trip him. Don't stand there and, and just let him breeze on by. I'm sorry. It, it, 
it cost him a touchdown. Yes, I'm not saying bo- I'm not saying body slam him. Right. But Kenny, let's be realistic. I played the game, Kerpo. You got to make an effort, man. You got to. That's in back. Imagine watching that in a film room on on Monday morning. Are you kidding me? To the back. He quit on his team, man. Yep. And I just I, I disagree. I'm sorry. Which is fine. I don't have a problem with that. I'm not saying again. I'm not saying you should have body slammed them, but stick your arm out, make some kind of effort. Not like you're standing at a bus stop. I know the the argument I'm having, sis, and I know we're gonna move on. You guys will be arguing have, all night. You guys will be arguing all night about this. You no, know I know. I, I truly understand your point, sis, and I'm not disagreeing with you. You're I'm disagreeing with Kurt. On I'm disagreeing with Kurt and and the other guys that have a problem with Teddy Bridgewater because if that was Aaron Rodgers making that same effort, you guys would have no problem, and we would not be talking about a lack of effort because you you got Aaron Rodgers and you got to you got to protect Aaron Rodgers and don't Denver's going Denver's going to the Super Bowl don't against tell me anything time. different. If it was Aaron Rodgers, we would not be talking about this right now. All right, real quick, last thing on this, Kenny, a couple comments. Kenny Douglas, cost them a touchdown instead of a quarterback for the rest of the season. Beelan, tell Gordon not to fumble. Beelan saying Gordon's fumble cost them the game. Amari, That's you got to said that, Don. Here's Amari. You got to show some type of effort to tackle. After he threw the pick, show some type of effort. Right. So if what happens when he throws the pick, do all the offensive linemen say, we're not going to tackle him? Come on. I, I agree, Amari. I agree. Right, Rich Atwood saying one year, fifteen million. Teddy Bridgewater. If I was GM of the Broncos, I'm not giving him anything. No way. Uh, Amari. Uh, uh, Beeling. Winston's done for the year. Darnold bench for Cam. LOL. Come on. Amari saying I'll say that for any quarterback. You gotta show effort. I agree. Tell Tell Beeling we're gonna get his boy Freddie on the Yankees. Woo. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Mr. Kirkpatrick, what's next? <laughs> Do a little recap with the rest of the NFL since this is Broncos was hot. Okay. Freddie Freeman. Uh, who do we want to talk about? Let's bring up a team. Uh, Chiefs. Chiefs are back. Chiefs came back in a big way on uh, Monday night, sis. What were your thoughts on the Chiefs Raiders? I had a yeah, I had a feeling they were gonna play, you know, good. I'm gonna be honest with you. He threw for over 400 yards, five touchdowns. Again, I'm a coach. I played. It's one game, so I'm not. I'm not putting them in the Super Bowl yet. They they still got to show. You know, I'm really shocked with real quick. I'm shocked at the Rams, man. They're terrible, terrible. Hey, you know, it's starting to show. Like Sis said with Beckham, but maybe was Von Miller kind of a problem in Denver, Kurt? Like towards the end of his career, maybe. I know it's still too early to tell over there. With with, I just think they're they're struggling right now. But you know, I don't know. Like they got a lot of they got a lot of egos for L.A. You know, Jalen Ramsey, Odell Beckham. You know, there's a lot of a lot of ego guys there, Sis and. Uh, I don't know if they're gonna. I don't know if they're gonna turn their season around. Let's just say that. Yep. Yep. Yeah, that word's not my vocabulary. So I, I hear you. I hear what you're saying. Yeah. That'll that'll separate a team faster than anything. Somebody with a big head, and it's all about me. And that's Beckham. It always has been. You called that, sis. You called it from day one. I give you credit with that. And again, I, I, I was ecstatic when he came to the Giants, but then when he started acting like a 15 year old. 
you know, wise guy. I'm like, this kid's got to go. And I'll say, you guys can say what you want. That was the best move, them getting rid of him. Uh, John Beeland saying, home of the ring chasers, the Rams. Amari saying, I remember I said the Titans would be the team to go get a winning streak after a slow start. Hashtag tighten up. Yes, they are. Let's talk about the Titans for a couple minutes since Amari's a Titan fan and out there. Uh, yeah, I mean, they lost Derrick Henry, and we all thought they were uh, in trouble losing Derrick Henry, but they're proving they keep winning and winning, and they're playing with defense now. And their last victory was against the Saints playoff team. Week before that was the Colts playoff team. Uh, you know, this this winning streak they're having there, Rabel's got them he's, – he's got them believing – and they just lost Julio Jones. And what do they do? They go and beat the Saints. So that's all. Well, you know, a lot of people lose sights. Again, you know, okay, you lose to Derrick Henry. I get it. He's top flight, top notch, whatever. These guys are all professional players. You know, yeah. sometimes, like, you, you might have to wait to get your turn. Like a few weeks ago, that kid on the Browns, I forgot his name. Yeah, the running back. He hasn't played since. <laughs> He, he has. How do you not play him? Well, he, he did play against the Patriots because Chubb was out with COVID protocol. Yeah, but what I'm saying to you as a friend is he played one game at 147 yeah. yards. You haven't seen him since. Yeah. To me, see, that's coaching. Yeah. I'm not saying start him. I'm get him in rotation. You know, give him some, give him some time. Now, Beelan saying, sis, agree or disagree with Beelan on this one? He said, <laughs> two-part question. He said, Beckham is a diva, but a lot of the best receivers were divas. Owens, Moss, Ocho Cinco, Chris Carter. Beckham is good. You get him the ball, he produces. Then his next comment, he says, but sis is right, a big baby. So... You know, it, it, again, I, you know, I love, I love uh, Beelan the debt. He, he, he's not the same player he was three, four, five years ago. He's not. He's not taking a slant like Eli was talking about last night and going sixty yards to the house. He doesn't have that gate speed anymore. Right. You know, again, I, again, you know, that's just me. I mean, there, there's, you tell me, Judy's not better than him. Not even close. I, I listen. Hey, um, is the Devonte Smith better than him? You know yeah. what? Devonte Smith made a play over Pat Sertan on, Sat I saw on it. Sunday. Oh, I saw sick! It. Yeah, I saw. It. I Kenny, watched the game. Kenny, agree or disagree with Amari? I have to give credit to Ryan Tannehill. He has been playing good. Ryan Tannehill's definitely uh, proven to be uh, yeah, he's gone back there for Tennessee. He's you know, gone. nice. You know. I don't want to get back into the Broncos. Maybe that's what the Broncos were hoping out of Teddy Bridgewater, but I ain't, you know, I'm not going to get into that. That he's obviously, but the Titans hit lightning in a button. You know, they, they hit a home run. You know, they took it, they took a shot, you know, swing for the fences and they got it. Tannehill, he might get that team to the Super Bowl this year. I'm going to stay with my Bills going to the Super Bowl. I'm not changing my mind. By the way, no, I, I think they're still the favorite, sis, but you got to throw the Titans as a top three contender. No, I, I, the Titans are tough. There's, there's no question about Guys, Go Carson ahead, Carson saying hello from Ticket Time, saying what's going on, dudes. What's up, Carson? Carson, what's up, Carson? Seeing you tomorrow on Wits and Wagers. And check Carson out on Ticket Time YT on Twitch, everybody. Uh, Amari saying, sis, how you all like that catch Devontae made this past Sunday? It yes, was sir. Yes, yeah, sir. It was sick. Well, what, let's get into one more game and then let's do some.
quick hitters because I got another guest coming in. Okay. Uh, one more game. Let's get into real quick, and then I'll bring our next guest in. Actually, uh, Packers Seahawks. Rogers came back from COVID, and Russell Wilson came back from his hand injury. Kurt, what did you see out of what? What did you uh, get out of that game? Russell Wilson did not look good. You know what I, I got expecting. out of that game, Kenny? Sis, what do we always say on this show wins championships? Defense. And running the ball, right? That's it. And you know Those what? Two. The Packers played that. The Packers showed, even though we got Aaron Rodgers, we're going to play that style. I'll tell you this. What I learned, the Packers are better off with um, A.J. Dillon than well, Aaron, yeah, Jones. Aaron Jones. Aaron Jones. Absolutely. Absolutely. That Absolutely. back, they run that rock with him now. Yep. Here comes the extra lot guys in the box. Right. Boop for Boom. Rogers. Yep. That yep. team, they play like that. That team's legit. Yep. Let me bring in. Let me bring in our next guest. He needs no introduction. He is part of our Thursday show, sis. He wanted to come on and for ten minutes. Who? Who, who? Who's this? Mr. Joey Clams is you, joining. Wait a minute. Show. You didn't. You did not get my Godfather approval on this, but. <laughs> Let him in. <laughs> Leave the gun. Take the ganolis. A special Wednesday night appearance by this Mr. Celebrity himself, Joey Clams. I, I wish I was in, in on your. I, I wish I was in on your NFL talk. I was. I oh, wanted to he's say. Got the, he's oh, got you're the on. Hey, you're on as our. You're on to ask us questions, Joe. You can talk. We can talk. Oh, okay. he, he's Let's, got uh, the Goomba hat on tonight. Got, I like yep. that. We got about 15 minutes with you, Joe, so you can talk whatever you feel like talking about, my he friend. You leave him on yeah. for 20. He can take my spot. <laughs> yeah. We, um, the NFL, uh, it's wide open in, in both leagues. I don't think there's a team that stands out. It's wide open. And, Kurt, I agreed with what you were saying before. If if, uh, if if they're starting Teddy, that means they have no confidence in the other kid. Yep. And they, their offense isn't ready to win now. They, you know, they got them. They, if they need a quarterback, yes, they do. They need a quarterback, and like uh, you know, Jimmy Garoppolo might be available, and that guy wins. He gets. He's got a quick release. He'll get the ball out, and one, if he's got a running running game, and you got to you know fix that offensive line, that guy could be perfect for you guys. Hurts yeah. got nothing bad to say about Garoppolo. He won him a fantasy week this week. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, he did. Fantasy, fantasy, not real life. Fantasy, right? This is what, and it's what, yeah, yeah. The, the AFC is wide open. It is, Joe. Like, you even, know, even well, go ahead, Joe. Even Sorry. Buffalo doesn't scare me. You got to run, they don't run the ball. You play up in Buffalo, it's this is November now. You got November, December, and then you know, hopefully, the two weeks in January, it's 10 degrees there, and you don't have a running game. You're gonna, they're gonna, you're gonna get taken out. That's gonna catch up to you, Joe. And that's why when Kenny asked about the Packers, very listen, AJ Dillon and the Packers, they play that style, running the ball, like we always say with sis, run the ball, play defense. The Packers played like that Sunday, and AJ Dillon's a big back man. You ride that horse in the playoffs, that's he's a problem. And and the person who says that Aaron Rodgers is a joke, buddy, that joke you said ain't funny. Aaron Rodgers is uh, one of the best quarterbacks that I ever seen. I would take Aaron Rodgers. I told you on Denver. I don't care, Joe. You could say to me, it's going to cost you the next your next two years number ones and your next two years number twos. I'm saying send yeah. that paper over. I'm Dude, signing look, it. Get it out. Look! Look at the way he manages a game. He 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 knows how to manage the clock and plays. 
running the ball, short passes. He'll kill you. He'll 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 need a one in between the def- two defenders. He's the best quarterback. He could he could do everything. He's a five two quarterback. He is. Joe, I know you wanted to talk a little bit about Saquon Barkley. We got two giant fans on here. Paul will be on later, but we got the two giant fans, Kenny and Sis, on this panel. I know you wanted to talk a little Barkley. So what do you want to talk no, about him? Saquon Barkley is a great player, great talent. It was just it wasn't the right pick for the Giants. You know, they they didn't need him. You you know, you needed a quarterback. With the num- number two pick in the draft, you got to draft a, a player that's going to be with you for at least 10 to 12 years. You know, not a running back that after five years he's gone. You needed a, you needed a, an offensive lineman or you needed a defensive lineman. Or you, you should have went for the quarterback. The quarterback was there. You had Josh Allen there. You had uh, Sean Watson there. You needed a quarterback. Their thinking was to, to get the running back and try to win for the last time for Eli. Now you just pushed the franchise back seven years. Guys, what are you uh, thinking I, of that, Kenny? Looking at it more and more, you know, we you know we talked about this, it was a month or two ago we, we brought up Barkley and now thinking about it, I'm, I'm leaning towards Joe. At the time, the, the one guy I wanted, only quarterback I wanted in that draft was Josh Allen. So if, if it wasn't Barkley, I wanted Josh Allen. And he went Barkley, so at the time I was happy. I hope Barkley can come back and, and you know, these injuries are behind him and he could be the guy that we drafted number two. But, uh, yeah, I mean, you look at it, a running back's life in the NFL is, what, seven to eight years? So Probably less. I risk the number two pick on that. And if you lose a year or two, you're down to five or six years. So, yeah, you know, I guess you could say shame on Gettleman for not dropping down in the draft if you wanted Barkley that bad. But, uh, you know, do I have a problem with Barkley being on the team? No. I would have liked Josh Allen, but you second-guess yourself years later. You know, I was okay with nah, you know, You know what, Kenny, at the, at the time, a lot of people were against it because it's a running back. Now, what are you, you going to give him another contract? What running backs get get two contracts? Not too many with one team. They become journeymen. After that first contract, they become journeymen. And Josh Allen would have been the perfect pick and the fir- perfect play for, to play in that uh, – Wind tunnel, giant stadium. Joe, let me say this. See, so sis, we get back to it, and Joe just made a statement. Saquon Barkley's not going to be like, okay, I've been injured. You know, I'll take a $7 million deal. He's not going to do that, sis. He's going to no. want McCaffrey money. So it, I would let's get less than McCaffrey money. What if he turns around and says, I want a four-year, $64 million deal, 50 guaranteed? What are you doing? Sis? Did you, speaking of that, did you see who gave Verlander $25 million today? No, I didn't see. He didn't sign today. Yeah, the, did the, the Astros did. It was on my phone before. I didn't see that. Yep, $25 million one year. But so anyway, what, what's your thoughts on the Barkley now? Well, in all, in all honesty, when they, and I'm going to go with Kenny for once, believe it or not. Um, I thought in the beginning it was a good move. He looked good and everything. Now, truthfully, you don't even know if he's going to make it through this season. He, he's he, Unfortunately, he's damaged goods. And getting back to my thought earlier with whoever made the comment, one of the people 
you know, chiming in, which is fine. You know, it, it it's easy to be a Monday night, a, a Monday morning quarterback. Oh yeah, the kid from Alabama is a great quarterback. We didn't know that this summer. We we didn't know two years ago how good Josh Challen was going to be. But I'll tell you one thing: we did, we should have known, and Gettleman should have known. Daniel Jones, I'm sorry, he's not the answer for the Giants. He's not. I'm with you. He, he just he just doesn't. And it doesn't make him. He's probably a great person. He says he, what? Go ahead. Uh, you see, Barkley would have it would have been perfect for a team who was a in the was a playoff contender and a chance to go to the Super Bowl, like a team like Pittsburgh, a team yeah. where he could be complimentary. Because yep. every time you see when he was running the ball, five guys were on him. Yeah, he never had a chance. And the no. way he plays, he plays a hundred percent hard. No. And you know, Gettleman, he was he was trying, he's trying to hit a home run. He was trying Never to hit a grand have, slam with a yeah. with a with a, you, just a runner on sec. And you're gonna you're gonna get the kid hurt uh if you do that. I agree. Mm-hmm. Look where uh Najee Harris got drafted to the Steelers this year, and we compare him to a a, a young Derrick Henry, you know, like that's the comparison. And he got drafted in twenties, you know, with the Steelers. So what does that tell you with with Gettleman? Like like Clam said, Joey Clam said, he was trying to hit a hit a hit a home run, you know, and you know, grand slam with a with a man on second, you know. And so, then yeah, then and then then you got to then he has to take a quarterback next year because he's desperate. And you know, right? Now, and you reach for Daniel Jones. <clears throat> I know Joey had another topic he wanted to talk about. We haven't discussed any college football tonight. I want to get into college football with Joey, with the committee. I know this is a hot topic that Kurt and I have each week and John Beelan, but you're with us tonight, Clams. Let's get Yeah, uh, when, when the chairman was walking out of the room, this dropped out of his pocket. I just wanted to show let me tell you something. They asked him last night, the worldwide leader asked him, says, uh, you have any respect or give any credit to Cincinnati uh, being undefeated? And since this year, it's been a lot of underdogs, big upsets, double digit and all of this. He says, I really haven't been paying attention. What are they doing in this room for two hours, ordering Chinese food, having spitball fights? What do they do? Make a paper airplanes? What do you mean you haven't seen what was going on? You're the chairman. It's unbelievable. But let me tell you something about Cincinnati. They better they better uh, bring start bringing their A game because uh, they got you by the side of the of the freight car right with the door open. As soon as you make that, as soon as you something goes wrong, they're tossing you right out and they're waving by. So you right got to step up your game. But the um, but I'm going to tell you that that's an, uh, in college football, there's only really one team that you could say because of their defense is up there. Everybody else is equal. From 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 two from two to twelve or two to fifteen, everybody's about maybe about the same. There's really no body really that far apart because you can see that the proofs in the pudding. Underdogs have been coming through every week, double digit, outright winners every week. So it's wild. But you what know you what, though, right Joe, now but see, top... Joe? But see, I think you just heard Cincinnati's case for what you just said. You said number two to number 12 is about even, and I agree with you. But what is the committee going to look at? Who are these even teams playing? 
So when you look at, you know, a Big Ten team and you look and say, they got to play Michigan. They got to play Michigan State. They got to play Iowa. They got to play Ohio State. And then you turn around and say, well, what Cincinnati got left? Uh, SMU. Who? SMU? Like, SMU. That's a problem. Hey, Kurt, well, here's here's what I'm going to say. Please, pump the brakes on the Big Ten. They're good, but they're not great. They got – when teams come from out of conference, what do they do to, to the Big Ten? Do they win or lose? Speed. It's it, a di- right. It's a different Hold on. Game. Let me finish. Notre Dame. Right? Who Cincinnati beat in Notre Dame. Notre Dame went into to Wisconsin and took Wisconsin out of body bags. The Big Ten loses home non-conference games a lot. Minnesota, they had in the top 20. They're Big Ten. Minnesota was in the top twenty last week. They should have. Bowling Green. Bowling Green went in there as a thirty-one point underdog. And beat them out. And I beat them. Right. And and Oregon went into Big Bad Ohio State with that Swiss cheese paper mache defense, and they were fourteen-point dogs, and they beat them. So Joe, you got to put the brakes no, on the Big Go ahead, sis. I'm sorry. As every week, you better hope Notre Dame wins. You better hope Notre Dame wins. You better hope Notre Dame wins. But you know who else is hoping Notre Dame wins? The committee. Just the committee has them ranked number seven. So they can't leapfrog Cincinnati. So, you know, they keep moving Notre Dame up. All it's going to take is one more. Don't be surprised, Kenny. One more from Ohio Don't be surprised with this cartel. Don't be surprised what they'll do. It's all about the money. Notre Dame is going to bring more money than Cincinnati will, so for advertisements and everything. When push comes to shove, if Notre Dame runs the table and Cincinnati is just walking through, this is the committee's thinking, not mine, and not with the professionals who put the lines out who really count, that, and, and, and the experts say, because they made Cincinnati a favorite going into Notre Dame and Cincinnati won. But it's all about the money. Committee is about the money. It's not about the sport. And Joe, that's it's the one show. occasion where Kurt and I will agree that Notre Dame should not be in there without playing a conference championship because they're going to play one less game than Alabama. They're going to play one less game than Oregon. They're going to play one less game than Ohio State, Michigan, even Kurt. You got to admit, they're going to play one less game than Cincinnati. So you would have to put Cincinnati in there over Well, Notre Cincinnati Dame. has to go That's over just, Notre Dame. They beat them. But, sis, cover your ears on this one, okay? I'm making my prediction right now. Kenny, you ready? Alabama will be the first college football team in the college playoff with two losses because they will lose a close game to Georgia and that will prove they're still the second best team in the country. They'll put them number three so you don't see it in the first round and then your national title game will be Alabama-Georgia rematch. And it's going to happen. Hey, Kurt, tell me tell me what makes Alabama the second best team in the country. Defense? No, I think they got a dynamic. I think their quarterback's one of the best in the country. I think they, they lost. They lost to us a nineteen and a half point favorite at Texas A&M. Yes, they did. Yes, who can't find their way out. Of yes, they did. Bag. But they also beat Ole Miss. 
Okay, I think now. Oh, now, big I, deal. I think now they will beat Auburn. Bo Nix is out, so I think they will beat Auburn. They won in the swamp. Okay, they beat. What they won where? To, uh, Florida. How many? Florida's got four losses. Look at how they do. Uh, listen, hey, the same way you're saying about Cincinnati, you got to say it about Alabama. Yeah, but Alabama, you just see, you just, you, you could just watch it and you, like, listen. That game right now, did you see what the line? What do you don't tell Joey? You don't, you don't answer. I'm going to ask this and then Kenny because I saw it the other day. Hypothetical SEC championship game, if it was the line, what would the line be today, sis? Georgia, Alabama. My own opinion. Yeah. Georgia would be a two-point favorite. Kenny, what do you think? Georgia would be... The way Georgia's been playing, I'm going Georgia 8. Did you see what it was? What? Did he say 8? Uh, I'll um, take that bet any day of the week. Hey, Joe. Joe what's, your, what's your official line as the odds maker? That's three and a half or four. I saw it at three. They, the Bear, Bear uh, Felica said it came out the other day in the book. Georgia by three. And I'm what taking a loan team? out for that bet. Then. Well, what other, let me ask you something. What other team in the country are you going to put near three points? You ain't putting Cincinnati. You might put Cincinnati with a two in front of the three, minus 23, but it ain't going to be wait, three. Wait, wait, what was the spread last year when they played in the bowl game? It's the same the same players no. from last year. No, but that bowl game doesn't count. A lot of guys Wait, wait why does it? How come with the SEC, it never counts the bowl games when they don't do good? Because oh, they don't play, they don't play in the games. Stop. They, you know what? Stop. They don't play in the games. You go, you show up on the field. But that's a but weasel they, way out. You show up on the field. What's your favorite? What's your favorite expression, Joey? They don't want to go in the schoolyard. They don't want to go in the schoolyard. They right, run so at three o'clock. They run out the side door. At the all right, I'm gonna ask Joe. I love that. I got. I got. I'm gonna. And you said, Joe wait. You said questions. the line's gonna be 23 if they ever play Georgia Cincinnati. <laughs> it'll be. It'll be at least no. Realistically, 13. 13. <laughs> this is. I know good. what the line. I know what the line. Is. This is good. First is of it? all, why wouldn't the it's line? Around, it's between nine, around nine and a half. Everybody this year. When Georgia hasn't given up more than 14 points a game all year. Why wouldn't the line be more than seven? Alabama can't play defense. Clemson played in your words. Because I'll tell you why, Kenny. I'll tell you why. All right? When what's the um, when Kirby Smart looks across, and do you guys remember the water boy? Remember the water boy? When Fonzie, when Fonzie looked at the coach and he said, oh, my God, i got to go against him. He's going to see Nick Saban and go, oh, oh no, I, I want to play Nick Saban. Oh, no. Kenny. Zoop, and they choke. Kenny, Kenny, it's because of uh, you can't, if you make it eight, you'll you'll get all Alabama money. You won't get any Georgia money. That's the, they gotta they gotta they gotta get the, when they make a line, they get the feel of what the public's gonna do. So they gotta see which way they're gonna lean. So if they make it three and a half or three, they'll see which way to, to go with the money. If you eight would be too high. Three and a half is All probably right, around the right side. Then you could gauge. I'd make it three and a half. So then if I see uh, Alabama money, then I said, okay. Then I said, okay, I could go to three. 
I could go to three. If I see it go, if I see Georgia money, I, says, says, I, I want you to be. Four. You're gonna be like this is like a jury right now. I'm cross examining. Okay. I'm cross examining Joe okay. Clams, and I want you to tell me if he's telling the truth or lying. Okay. okay? I'm gonna ask you three questions, Joe. Okay. And be be honest. Okay. Can Ohio State beat Georgia on a neutral field? Okay. Uh, yes. Can Alabama beat Georgia on a neutral field? Yes, they could. Okay. Yes, they could. Can Cincinnati beat Georgia on a neutral field? Yes. I. Yes. They had. They were beating them. I think that answer is no. Last year, and and I'm playing them. I think that's last year, though, big guy. That's not same players, same same guy, same team. Everybody's back on that, that Cincinnati team. Hey, real it, quick, I gotta stop you. Team. I gotta stop Sorry. the new year. Wait, 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 wait sis. What? If, if I seen if I seen them beating them for fifty eight minutes last year, right? What makes you think I can't? I can't no, I'm, I'm having a chance. Having a chance to play them on no, the same just, way. I'm not disagreeing at that point. I'm no, you were asking sis, me. Sis, I got to interrupt if I was, for one second. We got a comment from our good friend and yeah. former player, Anthony Madaloni. He's saying, hey, coach and coach, where is the game Friday for Poe? Feel like everyone needs to go. Anthony, thank you for joining. And Anthony, the game got postponed from this Friday to next Friday at Northern Highlands. So it is the day after Thanksgiving is when they're playing that game. Not this Friday. Right. They moved it. Correct. Correct. Okay, that's good. Correct. Correct. Oh, okay, so, that's good. Patch, no, Joe, what I was going to say to you was this real quick. Like, um, you, even in high school or whatever, college, you see a team that beat somebody 42 nothing, and then in the regular season, for example, then they go play in the playoffs, and that team that lost 42 nothing beats that team. Now, I'm not saying – uh, because they did. I because they did. I watched the game. Cincinnati played toe to toe, but just because you got the same, the same players back to me, that the Yankees got the same players back. What did they do? You know, I I only answered the question. Do I think they have a chance on a neutral field? And I think they do. Which is your opinion, and that's fine. I I don't yeah. I don't. But you, I said, I, but you, but you, there's no great team. Georgia, Georgia's not a great team. No, they're not. I, they're I not a great team, so there, any team there, could be beat. There's no, there's no LSU from two years ago, and there's no Bama team. From there's no year. Bama those three out of those five years. There. There's none of those Bamas. That that is wide open. But getting they back have a great them. defense, but they're getting not a great back. team yet. You got to win to be a great team. But getting back to Kurt's thought, this is, and I'll be done. If you're going to put a two loss, which I disagree, and are my team, if you put a two loss Alabama in. Right now, tonight, you might as well just say it's Georgia, Alabama, Oregon, and Ohio State. End of end of picking every week. Exactly. End. It's a it's they don't it, all of a sudden like uh, head to head doesn't count and and losses wins don't count but and losses don't mean anything no more. It, this is a popularity contest. That's all. Yeah, it is. it's an invitational. Exactly. Yeah, take your head. Oh, thanks for uh, participation. Here's your steak knives and go home. That's I just look. I look at it like this, and this will be my last thing on the college football playoff. You yeah. write. You write a paper and you say, "All right, Georgia's at the top, right? Georgia's at the top. Give me the first team. You could pick anybody in the country. Who's the first team you would put your life on the line that they would beat them? 
Someone's going to say Alabama. The next person's going to say Ohio State. The next person's probably going to say, I, I, I don't know. I would probably say another Big Ten team or I'll go Oregon. And those are the teams. That's how you're going to put them in order. So that's, you know, like, that's, why, that's listen, what it should that's be. Why the, public, the best that's, teams. That's the best why, yeah, well, teams. That's, but, Kurt, that's why the public is always wrong. That's why the public is always wrong. That's why on Thursday night, I can't wait to All get right. my birds. You my, li- my pigeons. My last thing for Joey, I promise. I pick your pockets every week. This is Come my on, last. This go, is baby. my last thing, Joe. And I got. I had Beelan and Kenny in a text message saying you can't compare it, and I say BS. You can't compare it. Don Bosco is five and four. Five and four. You know what they're ranked in the state? Number four. Why? Because they're playing good teams every week. You're not going to take a team, Middletown North. Or I'll I'll even say a small school. Listen, I love, I love Caldwell. Caldwell ain't the no, number, number one. Listen, in the state you can't. Because, you cannot. You cannot. No. You're talking, stick to the subject. It's college football, not high school. We're not doing ifs. If it's the same thing. No, it's college football. They went into Notre Dame if my and aunt, won my as a favorite. <laughs> Vegas thinks they're good. That's who counts. Not you guys. Get Not him, that Joe. cartel. Him, the guy told you. I don't know. I don't watch it. I don't see that the underdog's been winning all the time. What are you out of your mind? What are you doing in that room? Playing grab ass? You know are what, you Joe? Nuts? You know That's what, though, crazy. Joe? I saw Italian that movie, shit. Joe. I saw that movie last night, last year with Sissed. On New Year's Day, I saw Cincinnati fired up. Biggest game in the program's history. Biggest game. We're playing Georgia. Georgia went there with... Nine guys not showing up, and they still couldn't beat them. Without right, nine no. guys, they still couldn't beat Hold them. On. Guys, we got to. So wait a minute. Time out. Time out. Was it? Was that? Was that a good Georgia team that, that day, or that wasn't their good team? They didn't have nine guys. Oh, so it was just the brand you're looking at. So and they that's still why you're talking, beat the them. Same thing you're talking about. You're sticking up for the Big Ten. The Big Ten has the worst losses at any con- at a conference. At any teams, any conference. Who's their big wins? They lost in their house, everyone. Ohio State's coming out of that conference. And Ohio State's better than Cincinnati. We'll see. All right. We'll see. We don't know until you play. But but Oregon went into Ohio State, and that was a big loss. That's a bad loss. I don't know. Ohio State has a bad, bad loss, and Cincinnati's got a big, big win. And they're undefeated. Until until they lose, they're undefeated. Mr. Sun, you lost Mr. at home. You let an Oregon Duck team without the best player in the country come into your house, and you're a 14-point favorite, and you lost. Shame on you. Shame on you. That's a bad loss. Get out of here. Go ahead, Mr. Kirkpatrick. So, want to uh, thank you for coming on tonight. Uh, we will thank be seeing you tomorrow for for our wits and wagers for sure. And we can get more into this tomorrow. Unfortunately, we're on a. Uh, it's all right. Listen, they here. By me saying anything, we got our, we got our good friend Paul coming in for for Giants, important Giants talk. And uh, you know, we want to thank you for coming on tonight. Do you want to uh, tell everybody where they can find you on your Twitter account for those Wednesday people that don't know about you? Yeah, uh, Joey underscore Clam sixty nine. I got it right there. <laughs> That's yeah. it, baby. He was waiting. 
He's, there right, he he's right there we on will, the sideline. We will he's see Joey tomorrow. tomorrow. He's pressing the button for the floor to open up on me. <laughs> Joey tomorrow. He's in Miami, by the way, with that hat. We'll see Joey tomorrow. We'll see Joey tomorrow for wits and wagers, and uh, we'll be getting Kurt more Kurt Pushing Kurt Bain will be popping out of his neck tomorrow, Joe. We'll, we'll see. All right, let's go with the pros tomorrow. There you go. Have a good night, Chuck. <laughs> Thank you, Chuck. Right. Pushing the button for the floor to open. That's a great line. There he goes. The one and only Joey Clams. Joey Clams. That's insane. The best. Joey Clams is the best. I love getting fired up with Joe about this. We're going to go video. from one guest to the next, fellas, because uh, we're going to bring in our weekly Giants report. Mr. Paul Rosen is going to be joining us now for our weekly Giants talk. There's Mr. Rosen. Mr. Hey, Rosen, guys. I die Giants shirt there today. Listen, Look at that shirt. I love it. Listen, how do I follow that? That's like following <laughs> Robin Williams or, or Richard that's Pryor. Our, that's or, our celebrity or, Joey Clams, man. You I, I mean, you know. Cake. That's I like send you a YouTube on. clip of him on the Michael K show. Oh man! Right. Oh, I know. I, I, I saw that. I saw that. I don't know, man. That's that's impressive. <laughs> you know what we got to do, sis? I wish Kenny could come down. We get we. I'd host it. I tell Jenny Hoops we're hosting it when they do the college football, the final one where they make the picks. Joey Clams might jump right out this window in Cincinnati's number oh, five. Oh yeah, he would uh, jump right out. Yeah, Paul. Paul, Paul I had Paul, well, I had a shirt like that growing up. Like threw threw it in the uh, threw it in the tub. Clorox <laughs> on it. Just Clorox, just to, and then I and then I threw some jeans in. And it came right. out just, like that. just just to I'm give gonna, you I'm some gonna... history. When we were still up in New York, and we were we had <laughs> tickets for the games. We right. were tailgate, and uh, one of our tailgate friends got us all these shirts. Nice. Gating crew, so uh, yeah, it's a nice looking shirt, it really is. Thank yeah. you, yeah, yeah. I, right, I want to ask Paul a quick question. In. Paul, can you hang out till nine o'clock with us? Yeah, yeah, Kurt, I'm, I'm, I'm shaking I'll, you I'll, off. I'm, I'm gonna, I'm on the mound, I'm shaking off the fastball, I'm shaking <laughs> off the curve, I'm throwing the heat. Okay, let's get in the sister's mind first, and then we're gonna wrap up with Rosen's round table tonight. That's right, fine. Good. Let's do sis. What's on sis's mind? Let's see what's no, on. We're his gonna, mind. We, believe it or not, we're going to talk a little bit because the trading deadline's coming up a little bit with the baseball. And we'll start with uh, Kenny. What do you think of the Yankees getting Matt Olson from Oakland? Matt Olson, I think would be, I would like Rizzo, but any type of player like a Matt Olson, I would, Welcome with open arms for Yankee Stadium with that short porch. So second part of the question, do you think Rizzo's going if they get Olsen? If they get Olsen, 100%, yes. Okay. Kurt? You know what? I, I agree with Kenny. I, I think, you know, I would take Rizzo first too, but Freeman, like you were saying, you were busting Beelan's chops, but any lefty bat for – I think it has to be a lefty bat for first baseman for that right field porch. I agree with Kenny. Mr. Paul. I love I love Rizzo. When you guys got him last year, I thought that was that was a magnificent move. I, I, I'll tell you, you put him in there to have a full season. I wouldn't take anyone else but but Rizzo for his leadership, his defensive ability, his offense. I, I don't care. I, I would take him in a second. Kenny, that, oh, I'm my, sorry, Paul. 
Sis, real quick, Madaloni saying, Sis is mine. He's saying it's sausage and peppers. <laughs> <laughs> we coached him, Paul. We coached Anthony Madaloni. Yeah. Okay, we'll go back to Kurt. Should we take Carlos Correa from the Astros? Yes or no? Yeah. I think um, it shows, you know, you guys never filled that. You don't have that shortstop role filled. Torres is definitely not a shortstop. And, um, you know, hey, he's he's a he's a player. But, uh, yeah, I would definitely take him. What about Corey Seager from the Dodgers? Who would I take? I would take either or. You're asking me who, I, who would I take yeah, out of no, those two? I, exactly. Which one would – if you could have your pick, who would you take? You know what? I would go with Seager. I really would. I would too. Kenny? The Yankees, 100% Corey Seager. I read a quote today. Carlos Correa said Jeter is not a gold glove shortstop. I don't want somebody like that on that team. The way the Yankees haven't won in years, I'm not bringing that. We talk about head cases. I'm not bringing that into Yankee Stadium for the next eight years. Kenny, Sorry. I got to cut you off because we got another Ramapo comment coming in for Coach Sis. It's from one another great player we had, Mr. David Silberstein, saying, Hey, Mataloni, watch what you say to Coach Sis. I got his back. So there you go. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome, man. I love those kids. I always did. By the way, and, and David Silverstein saying, thinking of the Ramapo Raider community this week. By the way, Paul, not sure you know, but um, listen, I say it all the time on our high school show. Coach Drew Gibbs, I say he's the best high school coach in uh, New Jersey, hands down. He tragically passed away yesterday morning. Uh, coach Sis and I coached with him. Just an unbelievable coach, unbelievable guy. And uh, that's where I began some of the comments from some of the kids. And uh, it's just, it, it's like a world of shock. I mean, like, right, sis? I mean, we, we say it all You know the time, what's even but... scarier, Kurt, that I just found out today? Yesterday was his birthday. Wow. I didn't know he that. He died on his birthday. Wow. November 16, 1961. I'm getting the chills just telling you. I yeah, didn't I... know that. Guys, I, I, I did my homework this morning on the background with it. Guys, yep. I, I happen to see that and my condolences to everyone. I happen to see it on another uh, Facebook post from somebody that I follow. So my condolences to everyone. And then Thank I Thank you, sir. Thanks, Paul. So Yeah, he was a great coach. But getting back to you, Paul, Woody wh um, Carrera or, or uh Seager. Without a doubt, Seager, I think you know he's going to be in the American League with that porch as a lefty batter. He's going to he's going to do what the Yankees need him to do. I don't think the Yankees want Korea in the uh, in, on their team, and I, that would be my feelings about that. Uh, I'm going to come right back to you, Paul. Sis, okay. real quick, sis, Dave uh, Silverstein saying, "Great, keep up the great show, guys. All the best. Thank you, Dave." Yeah, he's a good dude. Uh, we're going to go right back to Paul. Even with these players we just talked about, okay, that doesn't solve the rotation in the bullpen. Do you agree? Absolutely. I, I mean, obviously, I'm not a Yankee fan. I've been a right. fan for 50-something years, living in New York for, for the most part. I have never seen a Yankee pitching rotation as bad as it's been over the last year or two. Um, so, yeah, I mean – 
they need another couple of starters on their team, probably more so than they need bats in the lineup. And I think if the Yankees were smart, they they try and get a couple of good pitchers as opposed to bringing uh, in. That's uh, uh, great point. Great point. Kenny? I think the pitchers we have now, sis, in my opinion, I think I got the fix for the bullpen. And I think it's putting – Louis Severino in the bullpen as a setup guy for Chapman. Okay. Rotation. Didn't I also? Oh, I'm sorry. Oh, sorry. No, I was just going to say rotation. I don't know. Are you going to go pay somebody else? Like, you know, look what happened with Cole. He didn't pan out once they started, you know, cutting down on what people, what the pitchers can use. Did you, you know? see they took Verlander, the Astros, for $24 million? What was that, sis? The Astros took Verlander for one year for twenty-four million. It was yeah. on my, it was on my Woody call before. I, I couldn't believe it. I'm gonna look at it now. I did not see yeah. that. I didn't yeah. see that either. Oh yeah, yeah but... Astros keep Verlander twenty-five million dollars deal. Again, see to me that's totally insane. Twenty-five million for one year. I mean, he can, he can bite. You know, he can trip over the mound. I mean, it's sis, crazy. sis. You know what's insane? That the Angels gave. Noah Syndergaard, who has pitched two yeah. in two years, I saw that one million dollars. Yeah, I know you're right. That's a great point. Though. That's insane. Yep. Okay, well, we'll go back to Kurt. Is Lemayo the third baseman for the Yankees this year? No. Okay. Well, you know, no, I think I, you know what. I, I mean, he's not going to play second, right? Torres is going to no. go to second. You're That's looking right. at a first baseman. You know what? I don't know. I mean, well, where he, do you put him? Where do you put him? Is he going to DH? I mean, you're paying Stanton, you know, hundred, you know, thousands, so millions Stanton's and millions of outfield. dollars. Okay. So is he going to okay. play the outfield? And may you going to DH? I I don't right. know. I don't know. Let me ask. Let me ask you the second part of that. Rochello's contracts up, twenty twenty four. Are they going to use him for trade bait? Listen, I I agree with Paul. It all starts. Where, um, by the way, sis, Mataloni saying to David Silverstein, Hey, David, did you ever have, did you ever have to see coach sis after practice? Oh my God. They remember that. They remember that. But you know what? See, I agree with, I agree with Paul. (laughs) It comes down to pitching. So if I could get a legit pitcher, that's going to, when I say a legit pitcher, someone who's going to be number two or three in the rotation, who's going to pitch in a playoff game more than two innings. I would get that player for an Urshela and then play LeMayu. That's what I would do. Kenny? Fortunately, I think Urshela is the odd man out. I think they they will move him and LeMayu LeMayu will be the third baseman. Paul? Yeah, I think LeMayu maybe will will be the quote-unquote third baseman, but I think you're going to see him go around the whole infield. and Okay. Yeah, they'll give a rest there. They'll use them at DH. They'll use them at first, maybe uh, against certain pitchers. Um, so I, I think he'll be the utility guy, even though he may play 145, 150 games, but it's going to be at a variety of positions. Is is G, Gio is, uh, Orsella, is he a, is he a trade uh, tip bait, whatever you want to call it? I think if they could get a pitcher for him, it might make sense. To, to trade him and use him as a as a, a 
trade bait for a pitcher. Okay. Kenny, your boy, does he have a outstanding or or a middle, whatever you want to call it? Does he even play okay? Aaron Hicks, what's your take on him? He'll play 60 games and bat 200 this year, and Cashman will sign him to another five-year deal. <laughs> Kurt? Joke. Joke. Listen, uh, Kenny called the word joke. Should, shouldn't, be on the, shouldn't be on the roster, just – but he's going to because it's his boy, but joke. I agree with Kenny. Okay. Paul? I'll say yes, but, you know, are they going to bring back Gardner also for, for the 800th year of his career here, or, or are they finally going to let him go? So, you know, a lot of it depends on who they're going to bring back, but probably yes. Okay. Kenny, James Talion, is he going to be in the rotation coming off that ankle surgery? Yes. Okay. Kurt? Right now, yes. I don't really know what else the Yankees could possibly do. But, um, yeah, I'll say yes with Kenny. Mr. Paul? I'll, uh, I'll agree. Make it a, a, full, uh, a full house. We, okay. Kenny, do you think there's going to be a problem? Because December 2nd, I believe, or the 3rd? There's going to be a, a collective bargaining agreement. So do you think that's going to like hamper the start of spring training? I guess is what I'm asking you. I think there'll be a threat and that's what hurts baseball every year. There's a collective okay. bargaining issues every year, but I think they'll work it out before the spring training, but they really know how to turn fans away from them. They really mm -hmm. do. Yeah, that's a good guys point. real quick, sis, little breaking news. Eddie Murphy saying, good evening, gentlemen. I have you guys on, on the car radio. So thank you, Eddie. Well, that yeah. a boy, that a boy, Eddie. Paul, what do you think? Yeah. Uh, you know, baseball is losing so many fans, so many different ways. Nobody wants to hear about lockouts. Nobody wants to hear about, owners suffering or players making so much damn money. And if they can't get this straightened out, the only people that are suffering are the, are the true baseball fans. And it's unfortunate because I, I know as I get older, it's, it's rubbing me so much more not to be a fan of baseball compared to what I was when I was growing up. So the, the only thing I could say is they better get this thing straightened out sooner than later. Absolutely. And we'll go back to Paul for the last one of the night. On what's on Sissa's mind? It's really simple. Yes or no? Do we sign Guardy again? Just I'm, yes. Just yes. Yeah, yes. Kenny? I agree with Paul. I'm going to say yes. Kurt? You know what? I want to say yes. I mean, I think it should be no, but it's like, what, what makes you think that they're going to say no? So I'm going to go yeah. See, to me, real quick, he's he's old school. He He's the catalyst of that team, man. I, I agree with you, Sis, because... I mean, you know, he's he's an older player, I get it, but he, 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 he just seems to rise up in certain occasions. I mean, this has definitely got to be his last year, but I would bring him back, and that's the end of my spiel. Sis, Eddie Murphy said he would. You, sis, if I can just interject, you know I'm not a, a Yankees fan, but for me, looking at the Yankees, who's their real leader on the team? I don't Great think. Point. No, 
Judge. It, it ain't it ain't Aaron Judge, I can tell no, you. No, no. So I think someone like Gardner has been there for so long. And while he may not have the production that he had in the past, I think someone like him still is a leader. Paul, what are you, a Tampa Bay fan? <laughs> no, a Mets fan. No, you're not. Yes. From New York. Yeah, he's from New York. I never knew that. Wow. Yeah. We'll have to wow. do a Mets. Uh, we'll have to do a Mets. So it's on. I, I, yeah. I blame I was, my father. Believe it or not, I was. I and Kurt will tell you, I was into them this year. I was watching. We'll have, to, we'll have to get Met. Uh, Paul, real quick, who was your favorite Mets player of all time? I would probably say Mike Piazza. Piazza. Kurt's mom is Lenny Dyke. I thought you were going to say Ed Cranepool. <laughs> <laughs> I won't say Tom Seaver. Yeah, my no. mom. My mom was the. She was the Dykstra fan, right, Kenny? Yeah, yeah. We'll have to do a. We'll have to do a mine with your mom and Paul one night. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, uh, I, can, got, I can. Let's get into the We got to get Joey Pops on this. Yeah, show. yeah. And, um, by by the way, real quick, Eddie Murphy saying about Gardner wasn't supposed to be an everyday outfielder, and he gives it his all every time he's in the lineup. Absolutely. 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 Let's do some Giants. Which you know, Paul's here with us each week, so let's get into the Giants real quick, guys. To to and we'll end the show with Giants tonight, if you all are okay with that. Yep. Yep. Uh, so I got Paul's second half notes. Last week we talked about the uh, you know the 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 game against the uh, uh, was the Chiefs Raiders. Uh, Raiders. I'm sorry. I'm a boy. Had a boy, Paul. <laughs> just checking to see Paul paying attention. Now I got I got for, for week two, part two, and uh, to start this off with some quick hitters that he has. And if I'm out of order, Paul, I apologize. But That's all right. I got your notes here in front of me, so I got a quick hitter question first, sis. It's about the second half of the season. Uh, what would you like to see on offense, sis? Quick hitter. Uh, Daniel Jones take more control of the team and not fumble as much. I would like to see more of the the younger players, Kendavious Tony and Azizul Jari, getting more plays on defense. Fair offense, Kendavious Tony. Uh, Kurt, do you want to answer? Or do you want to just let us? Pass I'll answer it really quick. Uh, not as a Giant fan, but I think it's just very important. We we talk about it with every guess about every team. I want to I want to know. After week 17, is Daniel Jones the quarterback of the future or he's not? And have that decision made and not it, – it, I'm going one way or another. Not going three games next year. I'm either going all in with him or I'm sending him packing. Yeah, I agree with that. Kenny, there is a, a question that I sent you yesterday, something similar to that. So you might get into that in a, in a couple of seconds. Okay, I may have – you did send me something on text that I didn't get. It didn't, it didn't, uh, it wasn't available. So if, if I don't read it, if you don't mind oh. sharing it. Okay. Uh, yeah. Who would you, what would you like to see on offense book? I'd like to see if all their injured players can come back and have the kind of offense that we pictured at the beginning of the year. And if everyone is healthy, if they can play these next eight games and see if in fact, Daniel Jones is the quarterback that we think or hope he can be. Because I think without these injured players, um, we're never going to know. 
and that's including the offensive line with Andrew Thomas coming back. Uh, Kenny, real quick, couple comments. Eddie Murphy saying Giants upset Bucks, 31-24. Joe Judge opens up, I'm sorry, Jason Garrett opens up the playbook more in the second half. Sis, Anthony Madaloni, sorry for getting off topic. I get all fired up hearing Coach Sis and Coach Valenti. Coach Sis knew how to get us all fired up. Coach Valenti is the best scout in NJ history. David Silverstein, one of the best DNs I've ever seen. Rest in peace, Coach Gibbs. I'll always have Raider pride and toughness. Eddie Murphy saying uh, any quarterback is better than Daniel Jones in this draft. And Manny, oh. Manny DeLima, our good friends, instead of saying Danny Dimes, he's saying Danny Pennies. So there's, there's what Manny thinks of uh, your quarterback, boys. Hey, Paul, real quick, Paul. Yeah. These are kids from 21 years ago. That's the relationships we built with them. Yeah. That's, that's, that's what it's all about. That's, that's so important. About. Yeah. You know, you forget about the games and the scores, but it's the relationships. That oh, you... absolutely. Absolutely. Yep. Oh, yeah. Kurt, Kurt was the offensive guru back then. <laughs> <laughs> I could still oh. be the offensive guru, Mr. Sis. True. true. Kurt, I was going to say. No, I would I never doubt you. I listened to the, your opening, and I was laughing because I said, and Kenny insists, maybe you'll agree with me, if we were 5-5, five and five, we'd be throwing a party right now, right? Yeah. Kurt used, Kurt used to line up on the five-yard line, Paul, right real quick. He put two tight ends in the game, and he, he said to me, sis, I'm running tight end under. I had no idea what the hell he was talking about. But long story short, he put one tight end in motion. He would go down the line, leak out into the end zone. It worked every time he ran. <laughs> yep. Eddie Murphy, yep. I know Kurt about 20 years as well. I had Eddie Murphy in Little League, baby. That's all we got all our players coming on tonight. Are you coached you coached Eddie Murphy in, in baseball? Yep, Giordano's no baseball. Kidding. Yep. And wow. we had the biggest upset in Garfield history. Mr. Kirkpatrick, we'll save that for another day, Mr. Kirkpatrick. Yeah, That's save awesome. that one for another day. I'm gonna hide my face on that one. We I was a rival coach against Kurt and we lost. But we'll tell <laughs> Paul that story off. We'll yeah. tell Paul that story off the air. Yeah, we'll tell him. <laughs> Sis, real quick, what would you like to see on defense? Um, I like the way he's mixing it up, believe it or not. You know, he's showing, but then he's bailing out. Sometimes he's not showing and he's blitzing. So I, I kind of like the last two weeks, kind of like what he's doing. Now, real quick again, and I know you know this, Kenny and Paul, Brady's never beat us. And I hope that streak stays alive come Sunday <laughs> afternoon. <laughs> Actually, never Monday beat night. us. Monday Whatever night. Whatever it is, Monday night. <laughs> He's never beat us. I'll do my quick hitter, like, uh, and I'll just say I want to see more. I want to see uh, the consistency continue and build off that consistency from the last couple games, and uh, you know, keep that pressure on the quarterbacks. Keep the young, keep the blitz packages more blitzing, and. Uh, you know, go with your strength. Your strength's supposed to be the secondary. So, you know, get the get the rush on the quarterbacks and let the secondary make the plays. And pull. Yeah, that, that's what I was going to say. If they can continue developing these young kids, this Roger, um, uh, Ojolari, uh, who seems to have supplanted uh, some of the other, and, and Jimenez, if they can continue 
uh, developing and putting pressure because we all know we've got to put pressure on Brady. Uh, I'd like to see them uh, continue to do that for the rest of the of the second half, and and hopefully the defense will continue to play as if uh, they should have been playing throughout the whole year, much less the last three games. Just so a yes or no. Can you see the coaching staff making any major changes in the team second half? No, no. I'm gonna I'm gonna agree with you there, Kurt. You want to answer, or do you want me to just skip you on? No, you can skip me. You guys can answer. All right. I'm going to say no as well to that one. I think they go with what they got. You know, maybe maybe the offense, they, they let the, the, the younger kids, maybe some changes on the O-line. Maybe. We'll see. But I'm going to say no right now. What about you, Paul? The, the only major change I want to see is getting that kid Tony in there as a regular uh, receiver. Um, I don't know when Shep is coming back. But I think they've got to find out, is this kid the real deal? And if they can use him on offense in, in a way that's going to produce uh, the offense and help Jones, then uh, let, let's, let's see how they can use him. But other than that, um, let's continue doing what we've been doing. Hopefully with the injured players coming back, we, uh, we can uh, start producing both offensively and defensively. There you go. And then, uh, Sis Kurt, the- well, I got what you wrote here, Paul. Second half standings and schedule, guys. At the Giants' bye week in the NFC, there are five teams, Cowboys, Cardinals, Packers, Buccaneers, and Rams, that are playoff locks. Uh, one team has five wins, two teams have four wins, and six teams, including the Giants, have three wins. Let me just interject, Kenny. Obviously, that was from before last weekend. So yes. those have changed. Um, but basically, basically the Panthers and Saints have five wins, four teams have four wins, and now four teams have right, right, okay, yep. And then, uh, so the Giants have three wins. Looking at the Giants' remaining eight games, guys Buccaneers, Eagles, two times, Dolphins, Chargers, Cowboys, Bears, and Washington football team. Paul's question, sis, are the Giants closer to a playoff berth or closer to a top 10 draft pick? in next year's NFL draft? Mm. Again, it, that's so hard, man. You know, I'm not, I'm not sure, to be honest with you. I'll I'm, answer. I'm going to say. I'm being honest with you. The realistic answer is going to be both because we're going to have the Bears top 10 pick. But as the Giants pick, I'm going to say they were closer to a playoff berth because we had on paper our hard schedules. So. Well, again, I think a lot that ties in is, is Gettleman still going to be there? You know what I mean? Like, who's going to make that pick? That's why I was torn to say yes or no one way or whatever. But, I'll, whatever. I'll say closer to a playoff berth. I'm going to go. Okay. My expectations, second half. Let's go. Paul. All right. I'm, I'm glad you have high expectations. I, I think I've been watching this team too many seasons to – Think just when they lure me in. What's the line from uh, from uh, Godfather Three? Just when I think I'm out, they bring me back in. Yep. I, I want to believe they can compete in the second half of the year, but somehow, you know, they play a, a, an Eagles team and they wind up dropping a pass or committing a penalty, and the next thing you know, it's a loss, and then there's another loss. But I I, I want to say that they'll be close. 
But unfortunately, I think realistically, I think it's going to be closer to a top 10 draft pick, as, as uh, difficult as it is to admit that. Okay, I got a couple more questions here. Sis, we're going to have to do these quick, okay? Biggest disappointment, second half. A, defense didn't come together until – what was the biggest disappointment in the first half? Defense didn't come together until last three games. All the injuries, not allowing all our playmakers on the field at the same time. Coaching decisions, play calling, clock management, all in one. O-line not fixed as promised, or Joe Judge treating first three games as extension the preseason? Coaches and injuries. I'm going to go and I'm going to go E, Joe Judge treating the first three games because he did it last year, and look what happened. We... <laughs> fighting for a playoff spot in the last week, and we were hoping for the Eagles to win and Eagles to uh, beat the Redskins, and we all knew what happened. Right. So I'm going to say that is mine. And, Paul? I'm going to say the O-line because that has been the biggest concern for the last four years in Gettleman's regime. He's not fixed it. Uh, I mean, I can cite statistics how awful even some of our our players are now, ranked so low. And it's just frustrating because I think because of the bad offensive line, that's not allowed Jones to uh, certainly rise to the level of what he, he possibly can be. And, and it's difficult to make a, a, a true judgment on how uh, Jones uh, actually is playing. So I'm going to say the O-line. And then real quick, sis, most disappointing player first half. Mine's going to be Barkley not playing. You know, he was supposed to, you know, the injuries to Barkley. So who's your most disappointing player? Uh, Will Hernandez. Okay. And Paul? With all due respect to our friend Carson, I'm going to say Kenny Galladay. Um, I, I just thought he was going to come in here and just produce and be that go-to guy like a Plaxico when uh, they got Plaxico for Eli and, and he – unfortunately just hasn't done it. I know he's been injured and everything, but even when he's played, he, he just hasn't been that big stud receiver that we thought he could be. So I'm going to say Galladay. And, and he's then, saying Galladay too. Last question. And then I, I'll read Paul's uh, thing for the upcoming game real quick. Uh, sis, what is the most important aspect of the Giants organization that needs to get done in the second half? A, stay healthy. B, improve the coaching decisions. C, uh, have rookies and young players step up. D, Daniel Jones establish himself. And E, win games. Coaches, decisions, young players. Again, they're all pros. Show that you're a pro. Show you're a professional. I'm going to say stay healthy. We've been injury every year for the last how many years. So I'm going to say stay healthy. And Paul? Probably a combination of all, but uh, I would say I think Jones has to establish himself as an, a true NFL quarterback. And Kurt, I'm going to read Paul's uh, Tampa Bay, uh, what he's got for Tampa Bay this uh, real quick. Uh, upcoming, our guys, we're playing Tampa Bay this week. What is there to say? This is Paul's, Paul's notes. Uh, in Paul's words, what is there to say except Super Bowl champions, Monday Night Football, Tom Brady, the GOAT, 
And if that was not enough, the Bucks lost two straight games. To put this in proper perspective, the last time Tampa Bay lost three straight games in a row in regular season was 2002, Brady's first full year as a starter for the Patriots. Actually, it wow. was Tom, Tom Brady. The Giants have a tough challenge is an understatement. Listen, nobody gave the Giants a chance on February 3rd, 2008, when Tom Brady was an arguably the greatest, when Tom Brady was on arguably the greatest team in history. While I'm not comparing this Giants team with the team that beat the Pats in Super Bowl 42, if they can get many of their injured players back and play a smart, disciplined, error-free game, they can compete with the Bucks. Hopefully with two weeks to prepare, the Giants will be ready for this game. That's in the words of Mr. Paul Rosen. Uh, real quick, let's do a prediction and then maybe final thoughts. Yes, sir. I'm gonna say they get their third. I'm gonna be I'm gonna be a homer. I'm gonna go Giants 27, Buccaneers 20. It's in Brady's head that he can't beat the Giants. Says 24, 22, Giants. Hurt. Mr. Brady got embarrassed, played bad last week. That's bad news. I'm gonna go. 30, uh, I'll go 31, 20 bucks. And Paul, you get the That's final good prediction. Yeah, I, I, I hate to say this as a Giants fan, believe me, but watching that game last week down here, the Buck game was on, of course, and the matter I got watching Washington beat the Bucks, and I just said, this is not going to be good for us on Monday night. And that was before I researched and saw Brady hadn't lost three in a row for almost two decades. So I'm going to say something like 34, 24, something like that. And it may not even be that close. So. Well, keep, keep, keep in mind the weather's not going to be good in Jersey on Monday. Well, no, it's in Tampa. It's in Tampa. Down here. That oh, it's down, Florida. not bad. I thought it was a Giants thing. Yeah, it's in Tampa, and Manny's okay. going 34-17 bucks over the Giants. I didn't know it was in Tampa. That's not good. No. Bucks no. are going to be hungry, Manny's saying. I agree. They're going to yeah. be hungry. National Brady's going to be hungry. Paul, I know you always usually have something you might want to say to Kurt before we do final thoughts, if you had anything, or if we just get into our final thoughts. So if I can quickly do this, I did a special – question for you guys each specific question for you guys if you have two two more minutes sure yeah um it's college football and now that cam newton had re-signed with the panthers it got me thinking i'm going to give each one of you a list of the 10 best quarterbacks who have played for your specific college and i want you each of you to pick out who you would think would be the best college quarterback on your specific teams. So, of course, Kurt, you with Auburn, Ken, uh, Kenny, you with the U, and Sis, you with Alabama. All right. Okay. We'll start with Kurt um, for Auburn. Jarrett Sitham, Nick Marshall, Randy Campbell, Lloyd Nix, Vince Dooley, Stan White, Patrick Nix, Pat Sullivan, Jason Campbell, or Cam Newton. Who would you pick as the best Open quarterback of all time. You know what? I I mean, Pat Sullivan probably would have a lot of people saying him. He won the Heisman. I never saw him play, but I got to go Cam Newton. You know why? He's on this wall, and he got me my national championship in 2010, <clears throat> baby. Cam Newton. 
Okay. Um, sis, and again, some of these some of these players had Hall of Fame careers, but I'm just talking college. Mac Jones, Tua, Jalen Hurts, Jake Coker, AJ McCarron, Greg McElroy, Richard Todd, Ken Stabler, Joe Namath, or Bart Starr. Kenny Stabler, hands down, out of all of them. Wow. Okay. Mr. Kenny, you, Ken Dorsey, Vinny Testaverde, Bernie Kozar, Craig Erickson, Steve Walsh, Jim Kelly, Gino Toretta, George Myra, Berlin, or Frank Costa. I'll go Vinny. I'll go Vinny Testaverde. College, yeah. I think Frank Costa's still waiting tables down in Miami. <laughs> <laughs> That's got you know, they're all all those guys in that those years. Walsh, Dorsey, you can put it there. But I'll go Vinny. Vinny, Vinny Testaverde, the Italian stallion. Okay. From Vinny from Long Island, by the there you way. Go. <laughs> One, one more bonus question for you guys. Who was the better Wally Pip? You guys know who Wally Pip was? Yep. Okay. Who was the better Wally Pip? Wally Pip or Drew Bledsoe? Bledsoe. My opinion. I'll go Bledsoe too. Sis? Yeah, make that a sweep, Bledsoe. Okay. All right. <laughs> I mean... Lou Gehrig being maybe the one of the great top 10 players of all time, but I guess we're talking about the GOAT, right? I, yeah. will, ne I will never use those words, the GOAT, but I will say uh, I'm going to pick him. But I will, you, you, we can have a three-hour show on why Kurt's not picking him as the GOAT, and I will not say he's the GOAT. Briggsy, our great friend Briggsy, who passed away, Briggsy on sports, he would argue with me tooth and nail. You're never going to hear it out of my mouth that he's the GOAT. Okay. Just won't happen, Kenny, right? Kenny, won't happen. It happened. The Giants took care of him. <laughs> Twice. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. That's, that's, we're going to take care of him Monday night. That's uh, the attitude. Let's hope so. All right, Mr. Kirkpatrick, final thoughts? Yeah, let's do final thoughts. You do the order, Kurt. All right, I will start with our guest, Paul Rosen. Paul, final thoughts of the week. This was fun again. Um... Monday night should be very interesting. Uh, we'll uh, we'll see what happens. I think hopefully if the Giants get their players back, uh, Garrett runs an offense that's going to be uh, a little uh, inventive. And um, Daniel Jones' first win as a professional was down here in Tampa. I was at that game. Let's hope uh, Tampa air is rarefied for him and, uh, and the Giants can come away with the win on Monday night. Mr. Siciliano. First of all, those kids coming on tonight was tremendous. Brought back a lot of, lot, a lot of good memories. Um, Kenny brought this up to me yesterday. We were talking. I never even thought of it this way. Show you how good God is. Do you realize, Kurt? Me, you, Breslin, Andy Wynn, Coach Andalina. Would have never known each other 
if we all didn't go to Ramapo at the same time. I would have never known Kenny. You introduced me to Kenny or Mr. Briggs. Yep. So that's that's a little food for thought tonight that God puts people together. There's there's things that are going through my mind all day. Guy's 59 years old. Why did you take him? I think you hit it on the head last night, Kurt. He's got a team up there. I want the best coach up there. Time to go home. That's my closing thoughts. Uh, I'll go next, Kenny. You take it last. Um, on a professional sports note and college sports note, I'm fired up. We had a great show tonight. I am going to go watch the Knicks on one TV, and I'm going to watch my St. John's Red Storm at Indiana in another one tonight. So I will be fired up to do that. And I said it like I did last night, sis, and I mean it, because you, you nailed everything on the head. There must there, there must be some game going on. And he said, I need a head coach and I need a play caller. And there's no one better than Coach Drew Gibbs. So rest in peace, Holy. Coach Gibbs. We will be doing something shortly on Coach Gibbs. And um, yep. listen, best coach in, in New Jersey, hands down. And uh, rest in peace, Coach Gibbs. Mr. Kirkpatrick. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah, no, good, good job, guys. Uh, of course, thanks to Paul for coming on each week. And Joey Clams for being all fired up tonight. Got us going. And uh, <laughs> good job, Kurt, and getting uh, James Merrillat from yeah. 104.3 out in Colorado, the fan, to join us at the beginning of our show tonight. You know, got me all fired up with Brian. Yeah, that guy was good. No, nah, he's like good. Him. He's he's yeah. awesome. Great, great Excellent. guest. And, uh, Excellent. You know, great, great job tonight with guests. And uh, you know, again, you know, rest in peace, Coach Gibbs. And uh, you know, I hope the Rampo team can go get a state championship for him. Absolutely. All right, boys. We'll see everybody tomorrow. Great job, Paul Rosen. We'll see everybody Thank tomorrow. You. Thank you, Coach.